The 2022 fantasy football season has finally arrived. And with that comes the long-awaited season two of Football on the Rocks. This year, we will bring you every week our borderline fringe starters, our busts of the week, and our DK or DraftKings stacks that we like to make sure your millionaire team is ready to go. Don't forget, we'll always talk about our bourbon or beer just to make sure you're enjoying a glass or two. Without further ado, here's your show, Football on the Rocks. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am your host, Joe Niehoff, joined tonight by my brother Bobby. Uh, no John tonight, which means it's just going to be a fantastic show. It's going to be the best one, best one ever. Yeah, fair warning, right? Uh, maybe the worst fantasy advice you could get, but pretty much epic otherwise. The, the way that I look at it is like, if you listen to this one, we're going to tell you to do stuff. Just do the opposite, because mm-hmm. that's what John would tell you to do. And then, no, and, uh, and I do that all the time when uh, I ask you for advice. Yeah, and just do whatever Bobby says not to do. Yeah, and the thing is, I I'm aware of that, and so like I'll give you <laughs> the opposite of what I would give, and then yeah. I then what I give you is still incorrect. Yeah, one way or the other, you lose no matter yeah. what. It, it's perfect. It works out really well in the end. All right. Well, uh, it is a little late coming to uh, those that listen to us um, as far as during the time of the week. So you're going to get this on the morning instead of a little bit earlier, but. It does mean it's Saturday, and I'm drinking, and I know Bob's drinking. So what you got in your cup, buddy? Uh, well, it's Oktoberfest, and so I am drinking Oktoberfest. <laughs> okay. Um, that's, just that's pretty basic. <laughs> just, just a straight up, you know what, I went I went uh, traditional uh, shells, Oktoberfest. You have to go with the German beer for the German holiday. They always uh, do a great job with theirs. And um, I, they actually have their Oktoberfest celebration coming up in a couple of weeks uh, down in New Ulm, Minnesota. So any of our listeners, uh, you may be able to find our, our dad down there at some point yeah. uh, during Oktoberfest. They live in, the, in town he there. And sounds so, like yeah. us, but sometimes a little bit more obnoxious. <laughs> the, the, this is true. You'll hear, if you hear the call of the corn... Corn, <laughs> you will find our father. Yeah, or the the Viking the horn, horn, as Dad likes to uh, the brew. That's right, exactly. So, all right, well, so big, big fans, <laughs> big fans of shells. Um, I actually have they're they're throwing out some crawlers now. I'll be featuring those later okay. on this uh, later on this month here. Um, and getting a little bit more into some of the shells traditions as the month progresses here, but there you go. Oktoberfest got to go with it. Yep. Very good. Well, the Georgia breweries are not quite up to speed as Minnesota ones, I will say, but you know, they're working on, they got a couple of good ones here or there. Um, uh, you know me, I'm not drinking a, a, a beer, not for this show, probably not ever, unless I lose a bet to Bobby. Um, what I'm drinking, actually tonight, a little different. I'm, I'm going with some tequila. Uh, you don't get a lot of tequila out of me, um, except when my girls say that they wanted to have Mexican food tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so we made some tacos, and Dad made it to, uh, some margaritas. 
So okay, so what what tequila did you go with? All right, so I I am actually a huge fan of this tequila. For anybody that is a tequila person, this is a good one. You can make your margaritas in it, or you could literally just drink. I could drink this straight, and I'm not a big tequila person. Terramana. I don't know if you've ever had it. Terramana small batch tequila. Um, solid, I'm, solid drink. I, you know, I'm assuming it's a Blanco. It is a Blanco. Um, what does it say here? It says 100% Puro de Agave. Um, and it's a Blanco. It's got the, the note. It says on this, it says notes of bright citrus with smooth, fresh finish. Uh, I, when I drink a tequila, the way I look at it is this. If I can take a sip of my margarita and not taste the tequila, then that's not a good tequila. Okay. That means they either made it like poor, a poorly made margarita. So they got too much of that. Uh, I don't know, like just limey or lemony, you know, drink. I like tequilas where. It's got. A, it's honestly, it's like a freshness. Does that make sense? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, I, I like yeah, my I tequila. You, I wish you could see my face. <laughs> the eyebrows raised so high, they could have reached like the top of Mount Everest. Do you not like tequila, Bobby? No. The way that you described, I want to be able to taste my tequila in a margarita. No. No. It should blend very nicely, neatly if you're mixing uh, a tequila, at least in my mind. If anything, so I you think can describe it as gives strong. The, I mean, you can describe it as strong, but not tasting tequila e. You know, a, a really good tequila, you know, a lot of actually athletes and celebrities will have lines of it because there's actually like some good properties to it, I guess, um, from research and stuff that I've done on tequilas and things that I've seen people talking about when it comes to tequila that um, there, if you have a good tequila, you should not have a hangover the next day. Even if you're drinking a lot of it, um, it should be very smooth, a little bit of a bite. Um, and mainly only Blancos are really the ones that, that most people, uh, at least that are kind of, you know, high up in those tequilas are going to be, gonna be drinking um so i'm very much your like, your eyebrows like, we'll just we'll just leave it at your eyebrows disagreed with my statement yes and very that much. can be that because yeah. i guess the way that i think of tequila in in that sense is that like it's the thing that um like everyone knows what tequila tastes like twice <laughs> you know how it goes down and you know yeah. how it goes coming back up. <laughs> well and that's if you're drinking the wrong type of tequila right exactly right? and that's that's well and, and here's the point to the hangover things, things with tequila because i'm i i agree i think a lot of people can have yes. some hangovers from a tequila um but here's the deal with it in my opinion uh the reason why people get hangovers when they drink tequila is because they're drinking margaritas and there's so much sugar in a margarita you're going to have a hangover, right? You know, it's just, it's going to happen. Right. Um, so like, I've but, never done a tequila on the rocks. Like I would. Right. Say I was going to say very but, good. High, high end tequilas are a on the rock. Right. And this is one of those of like that. I feel meat. like, right. I feel like I could do that with this, like maybe like a little lime wedge or something like that. 
and it would still right. be a very solid, solid drink. Yeah. But anyway, enough of the tequila and eyebrow raises. Uh, let's get into some football. So I figure tonight, Bobby, without John, we'll just talk about our guys that we have that we like in the that kind of mid range, and we can talk shit to each other because you know we're going to anyway. Yeah. So why don't you? Uh, why don't I was gonna you say me start. Oh, okay. With your quarterback for the week. Well, see, I was gonna go with Jared Goff, but then literally everybody on the quarterback side, literally everybody on his team, uh, is out and out. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll probably get more into into those guys when it comes to DFS stuff because there's some chalky plays with the with those wide receivers there. Um, but when it comes to quarterback uh, this week, I am actually as weird as it might be the way that things have gone. I am looking at Trevor Lawrence. Um, okay, they're playing against. Um, Philadelphia, their defense has been crazy good lately. They're at Philly as well. But Trevor Lawrence has just continually improved this whole season. Their head coach is going against his former team. And statistically, Trevor Lawrence, his three games this year has been his, I, I believe if I remember right, his like fifth, ninth, and 12th best game of his career. Okay. Statistically. And in so terms you're saying of, he's trending in the right he, direction. He's trending in the right direction. Right. And, and you know, those, those numbers have improved. I mean, one, two, and three touchdowns in weeks one, two, and three. Yeah. If that continues, he's going to score four. Yeah. See, the problem <laughs> is that I have with this, Bobby, is that he is playing against Philadelphia. Who he is playing against Honestly, the, but, they but, might look so, like the best team in the NFL right now. Right. But the thing that I'm looking at is partly um, a little bit of the revenge game narrative for sure. the head coach, and he's going to have his foot on the gas all game long. They're probably going to go for some fourth downs, especially when they're closer to that midfield and, and mid-range kind of uh, field goals types of things to increase the the likelihood or probability that they score touchdowns. I just, I just like it for those reasons. Um, and it's, it's a very much a contrarian play in some ways and just season long. I mean, I do kind of like having Trevor Lawrence on my bench, if nothing else, um, to be able to, to stash in. If you look out the next couple of weeks, you've got Houston, Indianapolis, Giants, Denver, Vegas, all yeah, I, I think I like the, the matchups better with some of the people he's got coming up. It's just so, Philly's so just it, been it, pretty stout. So right. But you know, he at home. Yep. But well still, that's enough of your time. Player. Now let's yep, talk about on that. Let's talk a little got? bit about my guy here. We'll we'll let the fans decide on their own as far as who they think the better option at at this stage is. So obviously here we're talking about guys that are kind of that borderline. Do you start them? Do you not start them? Um, who do you have? Who do you not have? So to speak, the one I'm going with this week is Daniel Jones. Um, now he's yeah. playing against the Chicago Bears. So let me give you a little bit of information. Up Bears. Bears. Let me give you a little bit of information. Um, first of all, they're 14th, like middle of the pack in a couple of different places. But the main thing I'm actually focusing on in this analysis is the running game that they play against. So Chicago uh, has allowed 358 yards per game, which is 20th in the league. They've allowed 154 rushing yards per game. That's 30th in the NFL. 
So the first thing people are going to say is, well, you know, that's got to mean that you know, Shaquan's going to have a freaking awesome game. And he might, and he might. I'm not going to lie, he might. But Daniel Jones, if you look at the stats that he's had in the last three games, he's had nine carries for 79 yards, 10 carries for 21 yards, six carries for 25 yards. Okay. Here's my little prediction on this. Shepard is out. He is down to almost nothing for wide receivers. I got the vibe in this game because Chicago is at, it has found ways for whatever reason to keep themselves in games. This is going to be one of those situations he's going to get those second down long, third down long type plays, and he's going to run for scamper for 10 yards, get the first down. He's going to be a solid probably top 12 quarterback this week because of his rushing yards, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I see this as a game that the, the Giants should be able to be in control of the whole time. I, I'm very much on that. I was actually talking with another person earlier tonight about um, some DFS plays and things like that. And one of the guys and that I was going to feature later on, but I'll, I'll stick him in here and then talk about somebody else later, was Daniel Jones. Yeah. Um, that I could see him, you know, he's not going to maybe have the biggest game of games, but I know nope. two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. I mean, I could see something like that. Oh, happen. yeah. And, that, and by the way, that and, would be a pretty dang good big game. That would be, a, a you know, game. especially and if you're looking DFS. 26 points. I don't know what his thing. price is on DFS, but that's, you know, for he's probably a little bit cheap. That's going to be a good, a good yeah, price. I, I, I like it. Well, let's move over to running back show. Who who did you like this week, running back wise? Okay, so this is one that I think uh, I'm I'm starting to get. He's finally healthy and playing. Um, I think that uh, he's going to get a little bit more usage here, and I'm going with J.K. Dobbins. Now, follow with me, yep. Bobby, before finally, you give me this off the injury report. Finally. Yep. Before you you do the same thing I just did to your Philadelphia playing against Philadelphia pick. I know Baltimore's playing Buffalo. Okay. Yep, fourth best but, against the run this year so yep, far. But let me talk a little bit about this particular running attack with Baltimore. Number one, you have Lamar Jackson, who averages 9.3 yards per attempt. Okay. Now, traditionally, when a quarterback is a running quarterback like they have, the running back that will be playing, say, under that, that particular quarterback is going to have a high rush per average as well because the defense has to account for the quarterback. So I think he has a good chance to have a fairly good week, especially where I think he's ranked 37th. Like I see Dobbins as a as a as a yeah, a high-end flex. Yep, maybe even a, a top 24 or a number two running back this week. Right. And uh, and, and, think- and part of the reason why is because Miami just ran in for two touchdowns on rushing against them. Um, the first game, here's another piece I, I want to talk. The first game back for Dobbins last week, he had seven carries and two targets. He was in 43% of the plays. Okay. I expect his snap count to go up, probably be closer to about 60%, get somewhere around 10 plus carries and a couple of targets, and what should be, in my opinion, a, a pretty high-scoring game uh, between those two teams. Yeah, I I agree with that. I want a part of this game for sure if I can. And if they if uh, Baltimore was playing any other team this week, Dobbins would easily be a top-20 running back 
uh, on uh, ESPN rankings. I and I agree, so, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk a little bit about him. I think right. if, again, if you've stashed him, and I have him in a couple of leagues, if you stashed him, like don't I wouldn't be afraid. No, yeah, you, to start, start playing him. him even against Buffalo. Yeah. Um, and there's just real and and part of the reason, honestly, there's no competition for him in that backfield. Exactly. So he's going to be maybe not a focal point because he got Lamar. The uh, the hardest part with him is. Lamar's going to steal some some touchdowns. I mean, at the goal line, it's just going to happen. So yeah, you know, it, it's it is what it is. But I, I do think he'll have a a you know definitely a top twenty four running back week. And I'd rank thirty seventh. I'll take take that chance. Yeah. Who do you got? Um, I'm looking at Ramondre Stevenson this week. Okay. Uh, part of the reason for that is because uh, Brand Hoyer is going to be starting quarterback. And I see Stevenson getting some of those dump offs, uh, a little bit more of those. And when they do have the passing downs in that, he'll get a few more targets. He was targeted uh, five times last week, four catches. And the last two weeks, he's played 62% of the snaps um, as we're looking at kind of snap count. And it really comes down to that opportunity for points. Um I see that receiving end going up a little bit, giving him a nice solid floor just on receiving end alone. Um, you know, if he's getting 16 touches like he did last week, I could see that number being right about that, maybe even increasing a little bit because they more than likely will be down um, against Green Bay this week. And so passing a little bit more, Stevenson getting a little bit more of the work and, uh, I could definitely see him scoring again this week too. Um, you know, it's nice to be able to just have that opportunity there. So if he is able to put it all together, um, you know, he's out on the field more and more already. Uh, it's two weeks in a row at that 62% snap rate. So <laughs> the more we can get some of that, uh, the better we'll be there. And again, that floor is really solid. I see him in that same, same, uh, same bookend with Dobbins. And actually, uh, I say Ramondre Stevenson scores more points this week than J.K. Dobbins. Oh, so we're going to start it. Because here's the thing. Um, we always seem to make more bets when John's not around yeah. because he can't stop us. So, yes, I'll take that bet. Yeah. I, I actually think it's a good bet. I think the Packers a have a good Good D as well. Both, so. both teams, right? Exactly. I think yeah, it's, we'll see. It just felt it felt right. It felt right. So here's here's a quick thing on that too, because I want to talk a little bit about uh, your pick there. Um, I like here's my biggest challenge with Stevenson versus Dobbins. Like Dobbins Stevenson has a yeah uh, counterpart, like, and, and not even a counterpart, but like Harris cool. is the starter. You know, like mm. Stevenson is a spell guy. Now Stevenson's look great when he's played. He's looked explosive. But, you know, Harris is kind of the goal line guy. I mean, like, there's just so many things that unfortunately are not going his way. Um, yeah. Damian but, Harris, Damian Harris, I, I already said it, is a 60 40 split. Yeah, exactly. And it's yep. a 60 so it's, 40 split it's, the next week. Like, and it's not a, it, it's, it, yeah, Harris, it, it'll that, be, but that, that bump up that you already talked about is the goal line carries. That's given right. him the two, two easy touchdowns. He, but he's not getting any of the passing work. This is a game where they're going to be behind. I just well, here, but, and that's the thing. Run. So here's the here's the challenge that the Patriots have this week is they're they're going to be one dimensional because they don't have much of an option, right? You know what I'm saying? 
So because they don't have much of an option, it might make it more difficult um, for that game in general. But yeah, you're right. They might be behind. So we'll see. I think I like the, the bet. I think it's a good one. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your wide receiver this week? Uh, this week I'm looking at Joshua Palmer. Okay. Um, that's games. a good guy to talk about because I think uh, the the there's some news uh, around Keenan that wide receiving core in general. So tell me about why out. you like him. Keenan Allen is out again. Um, and in games where there is no Keenan Allen, he gets roughly about 15 fantasy points every time with out <laughs> with uh, Keenan Allen out. Um, the last two games, he has eight and nine targets in each one of those games. Scored a touchdown against Kansas City uh, on uh, that Thursday night, eleven and thirteen points, uh, depending on your scoring system uh, for those weeks. Really, really like him a lot this week again, um, and he's just he's gonna get continually used. Yeah, and I think the the thing that people you know he's not a, a everyday name, right? Not everybody knows of him. He's right. actually a very talented wide receiver. Great no, hands. Very much. Very much pretty so. good he's speed. Three. Right. And the thing he, is, is he's just buried in that depth chart. Right. So you don't but, see it come out until they have games like where Keenan Allen's injured. Right. And he does have a good week. Right. Um, and the last two weeks, again, we're looking at weeks when Keenan Allen's not playing, especially this season. 91 and 93% of plays, he's out there. He's, I want a guy that's going to be on the field. You're telling me that here's a guy that's ranked in the low to mid 30s in yeah. terms of uh, ESPN rankings. Yeah. And I can just, in some leagues, like you might be able to go pick him up. Yeah. And, well, and that's a possibility too. Not only that, but like, again, I think we do talk a little bit about DraftKings. Like, he'd probably be a pretty good value playing against a Houston defense. And the Houston's been better than I think people have expected this year. But I, I still think that this is a, a good opportunity for him to have a good game, right. especially and, at a good price. And one, one narrative that I was hearing all last week um, with that Houston defense was, oh, you know what, Darnell Mooney, here's the week. He's going to go off one long pass. He's going to be able to put, you know, pay off his price point and all that kind of stuff um, because their secondary isn't very great and they do give up. Uh, a lot of those deep shots, I wouldn't be surprised to see one of those here, or if not two, to uh, these Chargers wide receivers. And I'm going to take my chances that a guy that's out there 93, 91% of the time is going to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you. Um, and again, like I said, it's not a bad. Not a bad pick. All right. Well, let me tell you a little bit about my guy this week, uh, Terry McLaurin. Um, so on Terry, here's the thing. It's, he's 29th ranked in the PPR setting, um, which, again, that's that's that kind of just on that borderline. He's one of those guys where, uh, you know, you're starting him if you drafted him where you drafted him at. Uh, but you've been maybe a little bit disappointed last week. He had a decent game. Um, so maybe a little disappointed. I think this week could actually be a good game now. He's playing the Cowboys, so a lot of people look at that defense and say, well, their defense is good. They're going to stop. He's probably matched up against Diggs, all this kind of stuff. Well, let me tell you fun facts about Diggs. Diggs in 2021 last year had 11 interceptions. Unreal, right? This guy makes jumps on the ball like nobody else, but what they some people don't understand, 
He had the third most yards allowed against him as the primary defensive back. Right. He's, he's literally a guy that, that will either intercept the ball or allow the long play to happen. Like, absolutely. Boomer bust all the time on so, the So here's the fun stat that I have for t- tomorrow. Expect Diggs to have an interception, <laughs> but to also give up a touchdown to Terry McLaurin. <laughs> uh, real quick on Terry, just as a, as a real stat for you. So he's 21 targets in three games. Uh, he averages 19 and a half yards per catch. That is third in the NFL. I fully expect Washington to be losing. Uh, Wentz will probably be sacked another nine times this week and so on and so forth. But I, I think they're just going to be behind, have to throw the ball, and they're going to have to take some deep shots. And they'll be able to connect on some uh, against this defense. So I have uh, Terry McLaurin. The reason I'm talking about him again, he's he's not he's in that flex ranking. I I, I honestly think he could be a top 15 player this week. Hmm. Okay. All right, we'll leave it at that. Uh, I thought I, you might take me on a I, little bet I, there, I did, but I've, I can move on. I do, I do disagree with that, but I don't want to. You don't want to risk it. <laughs> no, no. I I think top 15 is absurd. Um for him i don't know that he'll do that okay. but i don't i would i would love to make a bet on that but i don't want john to get mad that we made like four bets tonight because i yeah sure i i foresee like maybe another one or two half i know oh, i was gonna say I, I almost can promise you there'll be at least one more coming up <laughs> yeah. uh, well let me tell you about my ted end for the week um i'm going with and, and i guess this is probably no surprise i really wanted to talk about him just in general because he's kind of had a breakout week last week uh david and joku uh, is my tight end. He's ranked 11th. The taking uh, Cleveland is taking on Atlanta. Um, they are 29th in the league with 27 points allowed per game. And check this 31st against tight ends. Okay. Let me tell you a little bit about their tight ends so far this year that they've played against. They've allowed 20 catches, 237 yards and two touchdowns. Okay. Now, David Njoku played 90% of the snaps. He got 10 targets. And by the way, that's so far this year, 90% of the snaps on offense for Cleveland. He had 10 targets in week three, which is the most he's ever had. I honestly think this week could be a huge week for him as a tight end. I think on DraftKings, he's like 3700 bucks or something like that. I think it's a no-brainer for him playing against a bad Atlanta defense. Um, I, I'd say, you know, I'd expect maybe a touchdown from him in the top seven week at a minimum from a tight end for him this week. Hmm. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Who do you got uh, for tight end? I'm looking at, uh, Juwan Johnson tight end for the saints. Okay. I got to hear this. Cause I, I'm going to probably make a bet on this. <laughs> Let's well, hear what you got to say. He's a converted wide receiver, and uh, outside of Chris Olave, there are no wide receivers for New Orleans. Okay. quarterback is playing, and he doesn't exactly have the uh, biggest arm. This is old Andy Dalton playing. Um, And so, again, kind of dump off City. Who's he going to hit? A tight end, probably, more often than he's going to be doing anything else. So I I can see his targets going up a little bit. and just having that opportunity. Plus, uh, you have someone at 8 a.m. to be 
kind of cheering for in that in that early game. Um, someone that you can again probably pick up, uh, add and plug and play, especially if you're kind of searching for a tight end. If you're uh, you know someone that maybe drafted Ertz and he's playing against Carolina, um, you know something along those lines. Vikings at 21st against the pass uh, to t- or against tight ends this year. Um, and so, again, it's it's a gut call on that end, but just I feel like he's got a couple more opportunities. And I'm digging really deep um, with this call. Um, yeah, he's got to be down in the 20s in tight end rankings. Yeah, there's, a, there's a places where he might not even be ranked. But, yeah, he's 20th overall. And I can see him getting closer to, you know, a top 12, top 15 tight end this week just based off of some opportunity that's going to be afforded to him. Yeah, so I'm, I definitely have an idea for a bet on this one. But uh, here's my my thing. With, well, actually, let's make the bet before I explain what I don't like about him. Um, I don't think he'll be top 15 if you want to take that bet. Yeah, I'll take that. I figure that's, I figure that's fair. Top 12 is a, a, bit, a bit to ask, so I'm not going to – make you do that one but i think 15 is pretty fair for him considering i don't think he's been anywhere close to a top 15 week yet um but but here's the thing i'll say i'll say about him with uh with what you kind of had there um yeah i don't think the dump off passes are going to go to juan johnson i think they're going to go to alvin kamara and i I don't think they have much of an option but to try and feature him and here's the one real quick thing i'm gonna say i'm pretty sure alvin kamara owns the vikings well, he, he had, had like six touchdowns that one game. He's, I mean, he's just played well against the Vikings overall. Say, he had one good game against them. Uh, the Vikings are going to be keying on the run and stacking the line and saying, "Yeah, yeah. we're going. They're going to dare him to throw yeah. the ball downfield." Yeah. If, I totally gonna, if, yeah. if someone's going to beat us, it's going to be the rookie wide receiver and the backup quarterback. Yep. And, and so, that's what they should like, do. But and you, that's where the tight end gets loose, be able to make a couple plays. Again, he's a he's a converted wide receiver. He, yeah. he does have that he, wide receiver skill set. Yeah. Um and, and frame and everything to be able to do some of the stuff. And so, you know, <clears throat> in order for him to be top fifteen, I just need him to score a touchdown. Yeah, true. And and and, and again, I think that you've made some good points on the value that you might get from a guy like him this right. week. All right, who's your bus? Um, I actually I'm going with a double bust this week. Ooh. And I'm going the Monday night tight ends. Oh, okay. Explain yourself. Because we got a couple good ones. So, two, yeah, the two tight ends this week on Monday night. George Kittle for San Francisco. Tyler Higby for the Rams. Um, I see both of them having bust weeks. They are playing against, you know, if you look at stats. Rams are third best against the tight end. Kittle is in his second game back from injury. Um, he did play about 90-plus percent of the snaps in his first game back and, and rebounded pretty easily but wasn't heavily targeted, uh, not a lot of use there. And then San Francisco is the best uh, defense against tight end so far this year. Tyler Higby has gotten a lot of use. Um, you know, he's seeing upwards of, you know, 11 targets week one, nine targets week two, four targets week three. You don't like that trend. No. Nope. Um, that's just been going down. And again, it, it's about the matchups that are happening here. 
there's better options for these teams um, to be scoring and, and moving the ball on the perimeter and uh, with their, you know, premier wide receivers. It's going to be a fun, fun game to watch, but I don't know that the tight ends are as involved as you think. And I see both of them, you know, falling outside the top 10. Fair enough. Who do you like better between the two? Uh, Juwan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was going to say we could have another bet here. I, I don't think they'll play that badly. Um, I think the involvement that Higby's had in his offense this year has been pretty impressive uh, in past years. But I think part of the reason why is because their second wide receiver is Allen Robinson. And to be honest with you, he's just not that good. You know, he's proven to be not that great. Their um, second wide receiver has an unpronounceable last name that starts with S. Gonrack or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Officially, I guess he has that, more receptions. That I mean, he's their number two wide receiver. Yeah. So, so I think that is part of the reason why Higby still is is a valuable play and should have decent numbers. But the other reason why I say that is look who San Francisco has played against. Right, the first game was a freaking just downpour drench against Chicago, who throws the ball a total of twelve times a game. Right, like that doesn't count. Like if you're looking at, oh, you know, their defense is so good against the tight ends. Well, that they played against Cole Komet. Well, and in, Chicago, who's in Chicago, you know, like seven completions all season. That's that's not a good example of a team. And did they just play against Denver? But Albert it, O. Statistics are statistics, Joe. El, Albert O. is not. Is it is it anything. that they're not being used <laughs> because they're they're bad tight ends, or is it they're not being uh, scored upon because their their linebackers and their safeties are just. And it's probably a combination of those two things, right? So, like, I think they're bad tight ends, but I also think the defense is good. I just don't think you can go out. I, like, I think, for example. I think Higby's a top twelve tight end play this week. Yeah, well, I said you know they're the, these guys are both ranked. Let me double check here. I think it's like six. Kittle's, and seven. Kittle's four, Higby's six. Yeah. I have them dropping down to you know ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, so like they're they're still your startable tight ends. You don't have to worry about not no. playing them. But but yeah, they, you know, it's just. It, I could actually, you know, I, it, I don't know. We'll, we'll like see, but I, anyway. If I have Hawkinson, I might, it, you know, if I somehow have Hawkinson and Higby, some people might, sure. I'm going to play Hawkinson. Well, yeah, well, better matchup, you know, and he's healthy, matchup. and we just talked and about, you were right. thinking Jared Goff, yeah, and, and the Joku. only weapon that he has now is Hawkinson. And, so, and yeah, he's probably going to be Really great matchup for him. I'm going to play him over Kittle and Higby as well. If I, because some people, those are maybe decisions that they have. If they waited a little bit longer, grabbed Higby and Njoku. Yeah. um, And, and you know what? They're playing the matchups there. Somebody that had Kittle at the beginning of the year, they had to stream someone for a while. Maybe Pat Firemuth or Dallas Goddard. These are guys that I'm going to be starting over over him. I got it. At least this week. Well, my bust is why, well, and I guess the point I'm trying to make too, like the double bust is kind of boring because neither of those guys are huge big they're, plays. It's and a top for the four, fact that they're ta- here's my opinion. Whoa, 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 whoa. Here's my about? opinion. That's huge. That's no, no, no. No, the reason why I said what I just said Ooh. is because these guys are both like going to be top 12 tight ends. 
No, so we're talking like a bust. Like you're talking guys that are not startable. Yeah, right? I would not be starting them. There's a lot of tight ends that I would start over them. Well, fair enough. My guy I'm that I'm picking. Don't get me wrong. Slew of them. My my, and I just said not startable players. Like the guy I'm about to talk about, you're starting 100 percent of the time. So let right. let me be real on that. <laughs> right. Totally just put my uh, own foot you know, in my own mouth. This is like temper your ex. Like here's a guy that if you have maybe a better option, you, you might want to actually consider it. Yeah, well, let me let me say that my guy and and talk a little about about why. So, if you have Devonte Adams, how many points do you want this week and every week for that matter? How many points do you want? Fifteen to twenty. Right. You want you want fifteen point. Well, and in a PPR, I'd say you probably want about eighteen. Right. You you want eighteen points on a weekly basis in a PPR setting, and you'll be happy with Devonte Adams. Okay, for me, I have him at best this week. Six catches, fifty-one yards. That is approximately 11. ten points, ten or eleven points. Uh, yeah. I'll, I mean, yeah, that's that's what I have. Now, let me tell you why. For those that are listening, okay, playing against Denver, Denver's third against the pass, only allowing a have one hundred and seventy yards per game. Okay, now if if we're just doing statistics, right? They've allowed 20 completions per game, okay? Assume that's 20 completions. He has a 28% target share. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bump it up. I'm going to give you 30%, okay? At 30%, that's six catches, and 30% of 170 yards is 51 yards. He's playing against Asante Samuel Jr., who is a stud in the making. He's, yeah, he's very good. And I just don't think he's going to have that great of a game. Uh, so there's the feeling part of my analysis. Uh, but overall, I do think the matchup's just not good. And he hasn't played – like, he hasn't been great. And I just don't think Oakland – or Oakland – Las Vegas has figured out a way to really use him. They haven't created the chemistry maybe they had back in college. It's just not quite there yet. Yeah. I mean, you, you've seen his targets – Dropped considerably, which is the, interesting. The I saw something that on uh, saving grace is the touchdown every week. Yeah, so I think something that's interesting is I saw on uh, it was like Monday Morning Football or something like that. One of those shows, they were talking about like you know the first week he had like twelve targets, and it almost was like seven. Par was seven, forcing the ball to yeah, him, right? Seventeen. He had thirty points. Like yeah, yeah, right. So seven, or seventeen targets, ten catches, hundred forty, yeah. and a touchdown. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, he he forced it to him. Well, the next couple of weeks, like I feel like for whatever reason, because nobody else does this in the NFL, but Las Vegas was like listening to the analytics. Right? So we said, oh my god, they're feeding the ball to Devontae. If he would have just threw it to somebody else, they might have won the game. Right, so then the next two weeks he doesn't throw it to Devante, and Devante's open, <laughs> but they're still losing, yeah. and they're still losing. So it's like, what the hell? So go back to throwing him damn ball and get him involved. Now, yeah. um, but 10 we'll targets see. Last week it, it was just you know off well, target. Was it two catches, five, catch, five catches. Okay, the week before I think only thirty six yards, two catches the week before. Yeah, yeah. So he's my so. bust just because I don't think he's going to get really close to the number you want him to get as your starting guy. That doesn't mean, again, you still got to start him. I mean, he, you don't draft him right. in the first or second round and put him on your bench ever. But just overall, I don't think he's going to have a great week. And if you're looking at DK, I would avoid him. Yeah. I like him as a contrarian play, actually, in DK, just because 
if he happens to go off because he's Devontae Adams, yeah, um, you are going to be the only one with him on your roster. Yeah, you'd probably be. You're probably right, especially for those who listen to us. Yeah. All right, why don't we talk a little quick about our stacks, and I want to touch on a couple cheaper guys that might be available in value plays uh, on DK. So what do you got for your stacks this week? Um, <laughs> so I actually kind of went a little different on the type of stack that I put together. Um, and I am looking at one of two. I'm going to pair a elite running back with their defense. Okay. And those That's two a are good stack. I like that Austin idea. Eckler, Austin Eckler playing against Houston this week. Um, okay. and that defense, uh, you know, Houston just, you know, I don't have to explain it to you, but they're not good. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, you got a top three, top five defense right there. You are going to have to spend up a little bit for that Houston defense. Um, they are 3,700. Um, so you are spending a little bit more on that end of things. And that's usually a place where a lot of people are going to go cheaper. Uh, but again, one of those ways that you can be a little bit different in, in what you're putting together. The other one is a Saquon Barkley, New York Giants defense stack. Um same sort of concept there, getting a little bit uh, of that really good running back and get a lot of touches. Um, you had mentioned them earlier. And then with the Giants defense, you're going to save a little bit. They're only 3,100. Um, that Chicago Bears team is not good, and they're going to New York here. Um, that doesn't bode well for them already enough. But <laughs> it's, it's just one of those teams that, they're, they're going to be bad all year long. Um, but those are two running backs. Again, I'm going to spend up a little bit more on running backs this week just for the, for those reasons and try and get into some of these games that way. You're going to like it. All right, well, for me this week, I got a little bit of a different stack um, than I normally go. I like to save money when I look at my stacks. And this week, I'm literally going with the exact opposite approach. So... I am following the numbers. I'm paying attention to what everybody says, right? So who's playing against the worst passing defense in the NFL? And by the way, when I say the worst passing defense, I mean it's not even close. But the Buffalo Bills are taking on Baltimore, okay? Originally at the beginning of the week, I had my stack as Allen and Davis, Gabe Davis. Davis is still on the injury report. Part of the reason why I liked it earlier this week was because the end of the game last week, Diggs kind of came out with some cramping and some a little bit of an injury, so he might have been banged up. Diggs is not on the injury report at all. He's good to go, um, whereas Davis has gone back on the list. I still like Davis. He dropped the touchdown last week on a, a pretty good defensive play um, against Miami. Um, I do think he could have some pretty high targets. About 6,600 is not a terrible price for him. Um, so I'd say maybe about six targets, hopefully get a touchdown. So he wouldn't be a bad pick, but the team I just made has digs as the connection. And I mean, dude, he's the, the, this combo is averaging 62 points a week. That's stupid, right? It's just hard not to have something involved with them. And I usually like to have a comeback player. Uh, in that match, you might be able to go with a Devin Duvernay um, or something like that uh, as a player coming back with. But but definitely something I'm looking into at this point. Uh, I'm not quite sure who I'm going to go with, but that is definitely the stack that I like for this week. 
Um, let's talk about some cheap guys if you're no. looking into the DK stuff. Um, there's a couple well, cheap players I want to talk about in a second, but you have any comments? Yeah, I was going to say uh, one one really cheap um, kind of thread play with a nice little comeback here, and all of them are priced under 5300 so it really unlocks your ability to grab some really high-priced players at, at <laughs> some different points. I'm sorry, 5400 Um And it's one game that could be a sneaky little shootout game just because the defenses aren't great. Uh, and that's the jets at Pittsburgh. And what I'm looking at is a, the, the other kind of stack is Zach Wilson. There you go. C2 pair him with Brees Hall at 5,400 Tyler Conklin at 36. Hey, we talked about Tyler Conklin. By the way, this is the second week in a row we've suggested the sorry Jess. I think we have problems. Right? Well, I think we're really losing it. Conklin here. at thirty six. He's he's exceeded that expectation for his price every week. Also, oh by the way, he had his best week last week and got cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> like that doesn't yeah. happen, and and it's probably because of the quarterback change and everything. But he's got you know over ten points every single week. Um, it's just kind of a, an anomaly in a way, but who knows? And then you can have a little bit of a bring back in that game with like Claypool for 4,700. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, someone that gets you a touchdown, he's, he's uh, going to be able to, to get you what you're looking for. Um, hasn't had the, the nice big game yet, but I, <laughs> it's got to come at some point. Um and again, one of those cheaper guys that allows you to grab like you know Mari Cooper, Stefan Diggs, London, and like Eckler. Yeah, you know, gives you a little bit more really higher priced, high volume receivers uh, and a receiving back when you yeah. pair all those things together. Um, so just kind of one fun fun little thing to be able to put together on a game that not a lot of other people are going to be on. Um, one other thing that I did want to mention is that at least while it's in beta mode, um, there is a new um, optimizer out there that I had found. And I, <laughs> I lost it. So you talk and I'll find it, and then I'll kind of tell you a little bit about how that works once I find it again here. All right, sounds good. And, I, and I'm, I'm curious what you have to say on that because it's always good to see that kind of stuff. So, All right, so uh, I have two guys I'm going to mention real quick. One of them's a no-brainer, and I'm going to just go ahead and mention him right now right off the bat. That is Jamal Williams, okay? That is the running back and the only running back this week for Detroit. And – he is going to be probably the focal point of that offense for the most part. By the way, for those that didn't know this already, Jamal Williams is actually like the ninth ranked fantasy running back this year in total uh, points. Yeah, he is. He, he's just getting all those goal line carries. Well, it's goal line, but dude, the guy's gotten, he's got four touchdowns on the year. Do you know that? Yeah. yeah. Four. Yeah. For As someone who owns uh, DeAndre Swift in multiple leagues, <laughs> I know his touchdown You're well aware. All too well. <laughs> so, anyway, I think he's a no-brainer. 6100 for a running back is a really good price. Um, and you need about 20 points out of him at that price to really get uh, some, some good value even more. I, I think he could be north of 20 playing against a pretty – Pretty piss poor Seattle defense all against the run, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, one of the worst uh, defenses there. And 
the way that it's sounding is that Swift will probably be out through the bye week, so you get a couple of uh, yeah, solid couple weeks, weeks from out of yeah, them. Absolutely. Um, the next guy I'm going to talk about is really actually, I think it's going to be the best price you're going to get him at all year. He's been hurt, but um, he could they, like they had talked about his pop probability or possibility of playing last week, uh, and I think they just said they were going to give him another whole week of rest. Uh, and this guy is Rondale Moore. Okay, uh, playing for Arizona, playing against Carolina, he'll be more of the slot guy. Um, look at what uh, was Greg Dortch or whatever his yeah. name is. Yeah, uh, more him a couple weeks ago. Yeah. A more efficient, quicker, faster, more talented version of that <laughs> right. probably would be more involved. This week he's thirty eight hundred bucks. Next week, if I had to guess, he'd probably be closer to forty five. Um, and and honestly, I think you're going to get some good value out of him this week. You need nine points, okay? So if he comes back and he's involved, they've said it that he's going to be. Um, they need him to be. Honestly, there's not a whole lot of, um, oper- like a whole lot of players that are playing like so if you look at their team uh marquise brown is a foot uh he appeared on the injury report on friday but should play uh anton wesley as a hip and aj uh green both still out aj green has a knee injury uh so you know you're looking at literally dorch who probably is behind more on the depth chart and brown yeah so you know he's there and he's going to be involved he's going to be on the field uh, you need nine points out of a pretty talented wide receiver. So he's – I really like him at 3,800. I think you get him 12 to 15 points out of him, and that's a pretty hell of a, hell of a good week. Um, and he's the other guy that I think at a, at a decent price uh, that you can definitely look at for this week. Okay. You find your stuff? Yeah. Um, so this is put out um, on Twitter earlier today by uh, the co-founder of EstablishTheRun.com. Um, he does some Roto World stuff in the past. Adam Levitan is his name. Um, so you can find him on Twitter at Adam Levitan. Uh, he put out, and I don't know who exactly with him uh, put this together, but it's called TheSolver.com. S-O-L-V-E-R, thesolver.com, and they have an optimizer. You sign up for it, um, just, you know, email, password, that's it. Um, So no no cost to it at this point, but it did say that it's in beta mode and that they're going to be putting on, um, like it'll be a, a paid service at some point in the future, but as of right now, totally free. Um, but <clears throat> once they get into their official launch of their FAQs so that they're going to have more, more pricing, uh, information to come. So don't know what that's going to look like. And also don't know when the beta is going to end either. Um, so a lot of question marks on that end, but they have, you can put in, um, what, what site you're on between DraftKings, uh, if you're in a classic or a showdown mode. Uh, FanDuel with a full roster, single game. Uh, they even have Yahoo and uh, a thing called Super Draft as as ways that you can go into it. Um, and then you can kind of, if you want to pre-select a couple of players that you want to have in your lineup, like say, hey, I really want Stefan Diggs in my lineup. 
put him in and then hit optimize if you really just want one or two players. Um, or you can put in a, a majority, whatever you want to do, majority of your lineup, part of your lineup, hit optimize. It'll fill in the rest based off of their analytics on, um, you know, player own percentage plus uh, what they're able to potentially put out in terms of usage. And so a <clears throat> couple of guys that they have, like if I put nobody into their optimizer and just say, hey, what to you, the solver.com is your optimal lineup? Josh Allen, Eckler, Herbert, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Richie James Jr., Pratt Firemuth, and your tight end, you're flexing Josh Jacobs and you got the Bears defense. Interesting. They say you'll get at least, you know, and this obviously is just projection wise, but projected with that lineup, you get 155.3 points. That's hitting your triple mark on the salary that you're putting out. You know, we always look at you want to hit three times the cost. This is hitting three times the cost uh, with that lineup. Again, I can say, you know what? I really want Josh Allen um, and Eckler in there. But instead of, you know, X or Y wide receiver, I really want Stefan Diggs in my lineup. Now what does my team look like? What's going to be my optimal lineup if I'm getting rid of some of these other players inserting someone like Diggs so I get that hookup there with my quarterback, hit optimize, they're going to put in a whole new lineup. This one with that has Khalif Raymond, Mac Hollins, um, as a couple of different wide receivers, the rest of the lineup's the same. Um, so play with it, have fun with it. Um, at least while it's free, once it changes, who knows? Sure. No, I like it. Very cool. Yeah. I never heard of it, so I'm gonna have to check this thing yeah. out. No. <laughs> I did not hear of it until I came across it about 30 minutes before we started this podcast. <laughs> and I've been playing with it a little bit as we've been going along. So oh, there you go. I like it. All right. Well, I guess for tonight, that's it, man. I enjoyed it. Hopefully, uh the the people will enjoy it as well. Get some good advice before the games on Sunday and uh Get your lineups out there and, and maybe get a good DraftKings team going in our little our little match. So a couple quick yeah. things on that, by the way, which I forgot to mention. Uh, let's see. I think I wrote it down somewhere. Maybe I didn't. Oh, yeah. So uh, last week we had three winners in our league. The top score was Answer Book at 131.6. Caleb Does Fantasy, our official winner of the, of the bourbon last year. And Kelly's dad, all three of them got in. I was... The best expert, even though I went with the Flacco team, <laughs> still somehow made that one work. Uh, so I was the best expert in fourth place in our thing. So uh, congrats to those three for uh, getting out there. The guy that did win had a Hertz uh, uh, Smith stack. That was pretty good. Uh, speaking of stacks, pretty good millionaire winner last week is 210 points. So we've had some really high-scoring millionaires up until last week. Uh, this week's millionaire at 210. That's that's a pretty low scoring, good little, good little opportunity in that type. But he had he had the Lamar Jackson Andrews stack that accounted for a big chunk of his points. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, uh, hopefully everybody's kind of ready to rock and roll. 
And uh, that should be it from me for tonight. Bob, anything you want to add before uh, we take off? Uh, no, we, we definitely took our liberties with John not being on. Um, yep. We took some of his time and added it to our own and then expanded. This is why we need him, right? I mean, we still we still found a way to make this a 45 to 50-minute episode. Right. Um, so there's that. But and definitely why we need him. At the beginning, just ignore what we said. Do the opposite of it. And you'll win. Yeah, so everybody should start Devonte Adams and expect about 45 points. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I enjoyed it, Bob. As wow. always. Bye. I, uh...